0: Before I start the show today, I want to tell you about a great new podcast, The Election Ride Home. Someone is going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House. The Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone, or maybe even multiple someones, will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m., Eastern veteran journalist and this American Life contributor, Chris Higgins, catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction? What do the polls say? It's a 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your browser 12 (laughs) times a day. It's like TLDR as a service. So if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. Welcome to Amped Up with Proud Resistor. This is progressive activist Ryan Knight. And I'm Chris Lavoy of The Stephanie Miller Show. What a week. I know. Holy cow. It was like a tornado of news. Uh, It was great. Like a tornado of news from a criminal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who needs to be impeached yesterday. Uh, To help us break it all down with us today, we have Sean Eldridge on the show. He is the founder and president of Stand Up America. Stand Up America is a community of over 2.4 million progressives leading the fight to impeach Trump and strengthen our democracy. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, look, I mean, this is a truly remarkable moment uh, in American history. We're watching the president of the United States melt down in real time because basically he can't handle the fact that he got caught and is going to be impeached for soliciting Ukraine to interfere in the 2020 election. What's more troublesome is he continues to do it. Uh, Yesterday, Trump stood on the White House lawn and asked China and Ukraine, again, this time in public, to interfere in the 2020 election. It was a blatant betrayal of American democracy in broad daylight, and the very thing that Trump is already being impeached for. He's basically confessing to the crime and daring Democrats to impeach him. Uh, I think he's going to get his wish. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean, what is your take here? I mean, this is this is first of all, this is what Trump does, right? He floods the zone with with disinformation and gaslighting and deflection. Uh, but I think kind of. I think that what Trump did actually helps the impeachment inquiry in the sense that he just confessed to it blatantly. And doesn't this just reaffirm Democrats move to impeach him and make it even harder for Republicans to defend him?
1: Absolutely. And I never thought I would have to say these words, but the president of the United States is a clear and present danger to our democracy. And what a sad what a sad thing it is that I would have to say that I never thought in my lifetime I would have to say that. So the urgency is real. You know, look, I I don't believe in hyperbole. I don't believe in uh, amping up rhetoric, but our democracy is literally at stake. Yep. And the biggest threat to it is sitting in the Oval Office. So Absolutely. How, how sad for our country. And, you know, obviously the fight over the last few months has been about getting Democrats to step up yep. and pursue impeachment. Yep. Now that that has happened, the responsibility clearly lies with the Republicans. Absolutely. Um, it is on them. They took an oath of office. They They raised their hand and said that they swore to defend our Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic, and they are failing to do that. So now they have a choice. Will they did they take an oath? To their party and Donald Trump? Or did they take an oath to protect our country? And they took an oath to protect our country. So they've got to do it.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, you you sent out a tweet this morning that I think really hits the nail on the head. You said, the text messages are clear. The transcript is clear. Trump's public statements are clear. We know what we need to know. He's breaking the law and abusing his power to demand foreign interference in our elections. That's not an allegation. It's a fact. Impeach Trump now. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that look, that that tweet came from a little bit of frustration with the media where, you know, I I love the media. We need them more than ever in this moment to get the facts out there. But When I hear this reported as. There's these alleged facts of Trump asking a foreign government to in our, interfere in our election. And then there's the Trump side. You know, th- that's just not right, right, right? Donald Trump has publicly now yes. demanded that Ukraine, China, and privately, the United Kingdom, Australia, Italy, right. and the list goes on Yes, that foreign nations interfere in our election. So the facts are out there. Let's Let's not pretend that these are allegations that we need a lot of documents to prove we have the evidence that we need.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and anyone well,
1: who claims that we don't is hiding, is hiding behind something. Well,
0: right. we, we, essentially, we, what we have is three smoking guns. The, the first smoking gun was the transcript, the partial transcript that Trump released himself, which shows that he asked the, the Ukraine leader for a favor, right? That was the first one that has an implicit quid pro quo in it. That was the first smoking gun. The second smoking gun uh, was Trump himself, Going out on the White House lawn and publicly calling on foreign governments to attack our democracy, I just we need to remind our listeners that it is a crime. It is an election crime to ask and solicit a foreign government for help in an election. That's a crime. And then the third smoking gun was the the text messages that were released uh, late last night by uh, Adam Schiff in the House. Uh, the text messages are between. Uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. diplomats and Ukraine, and in those text messages, there is a clear quid pro quo that they are they are basically saying, if you investigate Biden, uh, we will give you a meeting at the White House and military aid. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer right. than that.
1: It it doesn't. And, you know, I I think that what those text messages make clear is that this was not a one-off conversation. This was a widespread criminal conspiracy to pressure a foreign government to interfere in the 2020 election. You know, look, Donald Trump couldn't win on his own in 2016. Absolutely. He asked for Russia's help. Mm -hmm. He can't win on his own in 2020. So he's asking for Ukraine's help and China's help. This is nothing more than an abuse of power for personal gain. And the text messages make clear that it wasn't one conversation. It was a month long effort to break the law, to interfere in our election.
0: Absolutely. Well, and then when it, it for me, it's even more sinister when he brings China into the mix, right. because China is a communist government. They are th- next to Russia. They are our greatest. A- they are our greatest adversary. And, you know, so he's already now colluding with Ru- he colluded with Russia in 2016. Now he wants to collude with China mm-hmm. in 2020. But when but the other thing with the China situation is is that there's already a quid pro quo because we're in trade negotiations right. with them, right? So so Trump is say asking them to interfere in our election while he's getting ready to meet with them to do trade negotiations. It it is so it reminds me so much of what happened in 2016, right? Russia, yep. if you're listening. Mm-hmm. And let's be clear. After Trump used the media essentially in that in that press conference he was having in 2016 and he said Russia, if you're listening, you know, go find Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, the next day, Russia heard him and went and hacked into right. the DNC and got Hillary's emails. So Trump commits these crimes in public, asks for favors in public. And then, the, and then as we saw in 2016, Russia obliged. And so what's going to stop China? If China was smart, they're gonna, they heard what he said, and they're going to absolutely do what he said so they can get a better trade negotiation. I mean, it's all just so blatant.
1: It's blatant. It's unbelievable. But you know, what's pretty incredible is our founders, when they crafted the Constitution, they were worried about this specifically. And they put in place a mechanism to hold a corrupt president accountable. And that mechanism is impeachment. But we, we see in other places in the Constitution, like it explicitly says in the Constitution that a president cannot receive a foreign bribe. Uh, that benefits him and undermines our country. Donald Trump is doing that every single day by profiting from the presidency Absolutely. and demanding spending at his properties. So th- this is not a, a new concern for our nation. When our nation was born, we realized that other countries might want to interfere or might want to manipulate a president uh, for to, to benefit themselves. That's exactly what is happening. Yep. And Donald Trump is demanding it. And we have a resolution. It's called impeachment. But, but I have to tell you, I'm really concerned about whether we're going to have 20 senators on the Republican side of the aisle uh, to step up and remove him. And so, you know, that is the fight now. Uh, And There's not a lot of bravery on the other side.
0: Well, well, not yet. But as we're seeing these facts come to light and we're seeing the truth come to light, let's let's not forget the truth has an enormous amount of power And, and we know that the truth has an enormous amount of power because if it didn't. Trump wouldn't spend so much of his energy trying to cover up the truth and trying to lie and manipulate and gaslight the American people, right? So we take this one step at a time. You know, look at how much has changed in the last week. I know you said it too. I mean, I was very critical of Pelosi as a progressive activist. You know, I wanted our leaders to step up to the occasion and defend our Constitution. And look, now that, that she has, and now that she's come out in full support of impeachment— Look at how much has changed in just a week. I mean, that has caused Trump to have a complete meltdown and basically confess to the crimes, mm-hmm. you know, on the White House lawn. So I think that, you know, it's important. Look, I another thing that we just have to discuss is Trump is trying to normalize collusion and normalize conspiracy and normalize election <laughs> finance crimes by just doing it out in the open, right? It's the same playbook that Trump used in 2016. But it seems as if Trump's I don't know what you call them, Jedi mind tricks are wearing off because a new poll shows that 55% of Americans now support uh, an impeachment inquiry. Uh, do you think the American people are, are waking up to Trump's gaslighting? Uh,
1: it, it's huge. I mean, we're seeing poll after poll shows that Americans understand that asking a foreign government, uh, demanding that a foreign government interfere in our election is totally unacceptable. Uh, I was just reading today that. The impeachment numbers right now uh, are higher in support of impeaching Trump than they were at this point in the Watergate uh, investigation. So, yeah, uh, Trump is, you know, these crimes are worse than Watergate and that's totally appropriate. But I mean, I really think these two things come together. Like, how are we going to get 20 Republican senators uh, to do the right thing here? And that, that connects directly with what the American public wants. We're seeing growing support for both impeachment and removal. Yep. And what we need right now is every single American to say, to speak up and say, our democracy is at stake and demand that their representatives and their senators do the right thing and impeach now. And so that is the work of Stand Up America. That's we've driven yep. over 125,000 phone calls. We need every American to pick up the phone, to go to a town hall, yep. to speak up because yep. these senators aren't going to do it if they're not feeling the pressure. We saw that in the House.
0: Absolutely. Well, and and at the end of the podcast, uh, I'm going to ask you for all the information you can give our listeners so they can take action uh, right after they listen to the podcast. Um, one thing, though, I mean, if, look at I think like two weeks ago, it was only 39 percent of the public supported impeachment. So look how far we've come in two weeks. We're now at 55 percent. I think as the pressure continues and, and the truth keeps coming out, I think that and look. Once, once Democrats vote to impeach him in the House, and let's be clear, we already have the 218 votes that we're going to need, right? then that's going to put so much pressure on these Republicans. And I will say that in the last 24 hours, you could not find a Republican that would go on camera and defend what Trump did on the White House lawn they are all yeah. hiding from the cameras. So that's a good sign. I mean, remember during the Russia investigation, they were out there defending him mm-hmm. as he was basically committing treason with, you know, our arch nemesis in Russia. They're not doing that in this story. They know that the facts are damning. This is also so clear. I I think what makes this different from from Russia, remember like we didn't have Trump talking to Putin in a transcript in a phone call, right? We have a transcript of a phone call of Trump talking with the leader of Ukraine. I mean, I think sometimes it's like it's so clear and is day that we forget that like these facts add up, whereas with the Mueller investigation, there were a lot of meetings with Russia. There was so much damning evidence, but nothing as clear cut as this is.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're right. We we have we have the smoking gun. And, you know, we, we did just see uh, today Mitt Romney speak up on Twitter and say, uh, that this was wrong and basically mm. condemn uh, Donald Trump's actions. And mm. so that's great. I mean, we're seeing some of the right words, although, as you said, we're seeing some <laughs> profiles of courage of people just hiding and not talking to the media <laughs> exactly. at all. Right. Um, but, you know, we need folks like Senator Romney and others to, to, to not only say the right things, but also commit to voting for removal. And, you know, that's going to be the process over the, the, the next two months or so. I, I'm really happy that House Democrats have committed to moving quickly here. Yes, uh, me too. We, we're literally I mean, yep. you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is losing it, right? He's spinning yep. out of control. He's yep. standing on the lawn of the White House demanding another country every day undermine our election. So, you know, the urgency is, is serious.
0: Well, the urgency is serious because for the first time in our lives, I and this is this shows how serious it is, Sean, that if we don't impeach Trump and we don't act now, I cannot guarantee that we will have a free and fair election in 2020. That's what's at stake, right? Right. For the first time in American history, our elections are at stake because he's asking every foreign country to interfere in them, right? And we already saw the damage that caused in 2016. So that's the urgency is that we need to impeach him to safeguard and secure our election in 2020.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's right. And that's our, our two biggest priorities at Stand Up America are impeachment and election security funding. And we need both of those things to make sure we have a free and fair election in 2020. And and we need Congress to act on both. Um, you you probably saw Moscow Mitch on election security decided to say the right things about supporting $250 million in election security funding, right. but not a cent has actually passed the Senate, not a penny. Right. So we are, we are running out of time to protect the 2020 election, and that means both impeachment um, and passing funding so that we make sure that our election systems don't get hacked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I also think I, I want to have a little discussion about just patriotism because it drives me nuts. And you, you sent a tweet the other day that just really hits the nail on the head. Uh, you said, one thing I've learned about Republicans over the past two years They believe standing for the national anthem is patriotism, but not rising to protect our democracy when it faces an existential threat from the White House. Yep. Absolutely. And and that to me is like, that's what this is all about. It's like, well, Trump knows that he can't win a free and fair election. So he is abusing his power to solicit foreign governments to help him retain his power. Yet somehow he claims that he puts America first, Mm -hmm. right? That his agenda is America first. Uh, it's not America first to collude with foreign governments. It's not America first to threaten a civil war. It's not America first to threaten the life of a whistleblower. And so it's like, how in the world does Trump get away with talking out of both sides of his mouth when his patriotism is phonier than a spray tan, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no. And I, I think this is a conversation about patriotism. And I think Donald Trump is a, is a lost cause on that front. Look, the only thing Donald Trump cares about is Donald Trump. He do, his ideology is whatever is good for me. And I think now the question is, are there Republicans left out there who believe in public service? Like, you, you've got to think, look, these folks are going to have their careers look back on their lives, say to their kids and their grandkids, this is what I did with my life. Do they want that to be, I enabled and defended this crook in the White House? Right. Or do they want to tell their kids and grandkids and have their obituary be, I stood up to defend our country, our constitution. I was a patriot. I mean, that's that's the choice here, just to put it in kind of bleak terms. no. It's- um, and I like, the, I just hope that those folks want their legacy to be protecting America.
0: Right. Well, and the other thing you see is that he, this man is willing to take down our entire nation to save himself. Like, that's not a patriot. Right, no. <laughs> you know, when you look that's back at... That's like the at, definition of selfishness. It's a traitor. S- uh, seriously, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he's colluding with foreign governments. Mm-hmm. He's putting... He's using his power as president not to advance America's interests, but to advance his own, his own political interests yeah. and to enrich himself. And his own financial interests, And his too. own financial interests. Yeah. And And I think sometimes what you said was right on sean about the media you know i think sometimes they're just trying to like do it's like the whole both sides thing you know they want to give both sides an equal weight to the argument well this is not a both sides moment in american history one side is, is trying to collude with foreign governments and the other side is standing for truth justice and the constitution you know pick a pick a side
1: yeah. And look, I think and I think the media's job is to get get the facts out there and the facts are really clear and we shouldn't act like they're not clear because Donald Trump is publicly saying what he has said in private in terms of demanding foreign interference. But this entire administration has been about what benefits Trump from yep. he, you know, he, he treats the government as his personal piggy bank yep. and his personal um, you know, army to do whatever is good for him. And that's not how it works. That's not how the State Department is supposed to work. That's not how military aid is supposed to work. Um, and, you know, there are so many people here who should know better and not be enabling this behavior.
0: Yep. Well, I, look, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head when, you know, this is about Repub- when when are Republicans going to stop defending Trump and start defending the Constitution? Right. Yep. That's what this is about. And and I do think is the, is as we continue to put more pressure and, you know, Trump's gaslighting, people start to wake up to it and they already are. I think that we might see a pivot the only thing that i want to be clear on is is when they do pivot are they going to be pivoting to save our country or to save themselves right. because at that point you know defending trump is un- is politically untenable <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, I imagine it will be a bit of both. Look, if they wanted to do the right thing, they'd be speaking up right now. But I think right. that seeing, seeing public opinion swing um, and feeling like they're vulnerable may be the only thing that's going to make a difference here. But right. we, we need them to be brave. And let's, like, let's think about what bravery means right now. There, there are literally men and women out there around the world serving our country in extremely difficult and dangerous places, in difficult and dangerous ways. The bravery we need from Republicans in Congress is to take a vote is to speak up. You know, we're not asking them to go. There are so many (laughs) other patriots doing things that are a lot more difficult. Right. And, you know, I would just say, you know, shame on them for seeming to care much more about the politics than our country. There have got to be some. I I understand that they're afraid of their base. I understand. But there's got to be some things that are more important than, you know, fear of getting primaried.
0: Well, well, it also like this is their constitutional duty. They, They swore an oath. And the other thing that I've said since the beginning of all of this is we've got to get this off of Fox News and get this off of Twitter and get this into the House for an impeachment vote and then into the Senate for a trial. Because it is a lot different when these Republicans go on Fox News and lie their faces off to protect him than when these Republicans are under oath in the Senate. Because at that point, if they're lying, you know, it's like lying under oath is a lot different than lying on Fox News, right? So this
1: just... Yeah, it's exciting that, I mean, the, the Senate rules require a trial to happen, and yep. Mitch McConnell has already publicly said that. So that's really exciting and important. I think, you know, some folks may say, well, if this passes and impeachment happens in the House, will want it just die in the Senate. But the, the reality is they have to hold the trial and they will hold the trial. They so will. That's, and, that's, and Mitch McConnell
0: won't preside over the trial. It'll be Chief Justice John Roberts, mm-hmm. who's, yeah, already stu- who's, who's already stood up to Trump a few times.
1: Yeah. Thank God it's not Kavanaugh. But
0: yeah, yes. No, thank God it's not Kavanaugh. Well, thank God it's not Mitch McConnell. I mean, let's be (laughs) honest.
1: And and that's, that's, you know, and one of the things here, there's there's been a lot of political fear. But, you know, why should we be afraid? Let's say let's say the trial happens in early 2020. Maybe it'll happen as soon as December. But there are some progressives out there who say, well, what impact will that have on the election? And I would say, you know, Democrats should be proud to stand up and say, one party here is Putting our democracy first is saying that cronyism and corruption is wrong. And if the other party wants to let them off the hook, then look at where public opinion is. You know, that that's going to be a strength in an election year. A hundred
0: percent. I've always said this. And that was the one of the things, you know, look, I'm grateful that Pelosi is now on board with impeachment. And I'm grateful that to all the activists and to groups like yours, Sean, Stand Up America for advocating for impeachment. Right. I'm grateful for both situations. But I've always said that impeachment is a strength because voters want courage and moral clarity. They don't want timidity and political cowardice. So now that the Democrats are being bold and being courageous, that is going to energize our base and energize independence.
1: Yeah. Well, I um I, I know you're a big fan of Senator Warren and I have to uh <laughs> I have to give her I have to give her some credit in this fight. I mean, we uh yep. Stand Up America, we're not getting involved in uh the the primary at this stage, but you you just spoke about courage and clarity yep. and I you know, when Senator Warren so Early on and clearly spoke about what was at stake here and made the case for impeachment. I I think that voters and the American people, you know, want that kind of clarity. They want that leadership. Leadership isn't waiting until the last minute to do the right thing. It's not waiting until you get public pressure. It's, It's folks like Senator Warren, who early on said read the thing, read the Mueller report, think about our constitution. And honestly, she pushed advocates like me and others to do our jobs better. That's what a leader is. That's That's, that's what a nation needs. And instead we have a a criminal in the White House.
0: Well, 100%. And and leaders don't follow polls. Leaders lead polls, right? Leaders, Leaders know how to change public opinion based on what's right and what the facts are, you know? And that's all Warren did. She, you know, she said, I stayed up all night. I read the Mueller report, you know,
1: and her tweet, her tweet made me print out the entire Warren report and read it. Uh, <laughs> and because that's what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing as Americans. And yeah. we need public servants like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, I-, I want someone better than me in the White House. I want someone more talented than me in the yes, White House. I want yes. someone who can help me be a better citizen. Yes. That's what we deserve. Yes.
0: Well, and, to, and, and also, I, I think a lot of her campaign is it's, it's about empowering the people, right? So much of, of the Republican agenda is about pushing people down. And about instilling fear in people and scapegoating and race baiting. And, and what Warren is all about is she's about empowering the people and she's rising up for the people. And she's telling us this is our democracy. And if we want this democracy to stay intact, then we need to fight for it. You know, this yeah. is a fight, you know, and this is also we've seen this happen. You know, the Democratic Party over the last 20, 30 years has been pushed further and further to the right you know, from corporations, also from Republican propaganda. And, and and we've seen our party, you know, almost compromise our liberal values to win elections. But when you compromise your values to win, you're not really winning. Because, you know, I always tell people like, how often do you hear Republicans and Donald Trump moderate their message to appeal to Democrats? Never. Yeah. They never do. They're always pushing their agenda, their racist, race baiting, white nationalist agenda. We need, on the same token, like, we don't have to compromise our values to win. We need to fight for our values. And that's what Warren's doing. She's out there making values-based arguments about health care. You know, is it morally right to profit off cancer? You know, is it morally right for, insu- for you know, large insurance companies to drag billions of profits out of our health care system and say no to people when they go to try to receive health care? You know, is it morally right to, you know, have fossil fuel companies destroying our environment? You know, is it morally right for pharmaceutical companies to charge $700 for insulin? You know, she's well, some people paint her as like to the left. What she's really doing is just making values based arguments, you know, about what kind of democracy, what kind of country do we want to be? You know, and I think I think that she's making really far strides. And again, like she's making arguments that. We, when Republicans try to attack her, she puts them back on defense because she comes right at them, you know, and we need that kind of political mm-hmm. communicator who can put Republicans on defense.
1: Yeah, well, and to state the obvious, elections are decided by those who show up. Yep. And I think yep. 2020 is going to be a turnout election. Yes, and I think it's 100%. And it's going to be an election about corruption, yep. you know, and at the end of the day, things that we care about in our country from health care to economic security, so much of that comes back to corruption. Yep. And folks like Senator Warren, who've been out there leading before Donald Trump was in office, Look, we had corruption problems before Donald Trump.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but
1: we have even bigger corruption problems now. And that's yep. at Stand Up America, That that's, that's the future we see beyond Donald Trump. How do we repair the damage he's done to our democracy? But then how do we build a better democracy? How do right. we reform campaign finance systems, mm-hmm. actually close the revolving door? Um, I think this election in 2020 is going to be about Americans having had enough with corruption, because we're seeing the worst of it right now.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it's when you have a government that this corrupt, it's it's a government that works for the wealthy and the well-connected and the big pharma, and it's not working for the people. And that's what it's all about. You know, when you look at, why don't we have bold action on climate change? It's corruption because it's the fossil fuel companies putting billions of millions of dollars into lobbying. Why why don't we have why can't we afford medication? It's because of big pharma right in the lobbying going on. Yeah. And I I also think that um, whoever gets the nomination for the Democratic Party is also going to have a clear plan on how to undo all the damage that's been done in the last four years. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Because there's so much damage that's been done to this country.
1: Yeah and there are there you know and there are there's legislation out there things like HR1 which the house passed this year you know there are these packages that would reform our campaign finance system yep. expand voting rights and stop you know we we need to stand up and say never again in our country should a president be able to profit from their office right. never Thank again and we can pass a law that will do that so yeah. we're, we we're thought gonna that have, was in the constitution Well, yeah, Yeah, well, you
0: know, part of the problem, too, is that we just assume (laughs) I think part of the problem is we just assume that our politicians are going to be there to represent us. Right. Like, no, these Republicans are so far from that. And I think if one thing Trump has really revealed who and what the Republican Party is, you know, because we don't have action on gun violence because of the corruption in the GOP. We don't have bold action on climate change because, like I said, the fossil fuel industry, it all goes back to like you were saying, Sean, is that corruption. Um, one thing I want to talk about really quick, speaking of corruption, mm. is that this scandal, you know, the Trump Ukraine scandal, isn't just ju- isn't just Trump, right? This scandal is also implicating uh, Mike Pompeo uh, and 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 William Barr. Pompeo is trying to stonewall the impeachment inquiry by trying to say State Department officials don't have to show up to their impeachment depositions, Ugh. and then we have William Barr who's traveling around the world asking foreign governments to undermine uh, our uh, the Mueller report, the findings of the Mueller report, and our own intelligence agencies. Uh, Sean, what do you make of the fact that the corruption has now infiltrated our State Department and our Department of Justice? Uh, America feels more like a banana republic than a free democracy right now.
1: There was a really good tweet recently. I think it was uh, Preparara who tweeted, isn't it incredible that there was only one whistleblower? I mean with 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 everything that's going on how was how was there only one person <laughs> how did someone like secretary pompeo sit on that phone call and and do nothing except enable that corruption so you know w- when when trump took office i have to say i was i was pessimistic about Uh, How and whether Republicans would rise to the occasion to to defend our democracy when the threats came, right? But it's it's been way worse than I could have guessed, and you know I I I think all of these folks are going to have to be held accountable. But I also believe that the fish rots from the head, and that Mm. fish is Donald Trump. So I think we need to make sure we we move swiftly with impeachment, but we also hold all of these folks accountable. And if if you look at what happened with Watergate, uh, you know after Nixon. Was resigned and and left office. Uh, there were a number of other folks who were prosecuted, who were disbarred, right. um, and that's going to be important here. This is you know there there have to be consequences for being part of Trump's criminal conspiracy.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I, I one thing I'm appreciative of of the Democrats now is they're starting to get tougher. Uh, Schiff and Pelosi said if Trump and Pompeo continue stonewalling and refusing to comply uh, with subpoenas and with the impeachment. Uh, inquiry that they're just going to use that as evidence of obstruction, right? And because they don't want to do this big court battle that they were already doing, so if they continue to stonewall, it's essentially just going to be another article of impeachment, right? Which is which is and and, the, and their stonewalling will be evidence of obstruction of justice. Those are Schiff's exact words. I yeah, like I like the- this bolder approach. I look, I love it when Democrats fight back. <laughs>
1: No, I like the bold approach to it. But and I also just think stepping back, you know, I think uh, what worries me is a lot of Americans here hear a lot about congressional process, right? And they hear about hearings and court deadlines. And it sounds just kind of, you know, complicated and not that interesting. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, what's happening is Donald Trump believes that he is above the law across the board. And he thinks that the division of government doesn't apply to him. So he, you know, the Congress has certain rights and responsibilities in our in our democracy. And Donald Trump thinks he can just ignore it. And that's wrong, right? He, he um, is undermining the power that they have to investigate to hold him accountable, to have subpoenas. Um, That is their right. And this is just part of a broader trend that Trump thinks he's above the law. And I think no one is above the law in the United States of America. Most Americans agree with that. So I just want to make sure we don't get lost in process here this mm-hmm. is this is Trump this is Trump wanting to get away with things that would land any other American in jail
0: well and also he's this is their tactic to to slow walk and to Stonewall right because with Trump is if he can just buy more time it'll get closer to the election right so he's this is how he fights That's his negotiation he, tactic. yeah this that, is how no, he fights yeah. he, and I think this time the Democrats are ready they're saying mm-hmm. like look we're not going to do because with the Mueller you know look we're still waiting for for court fights from the Mueller hearing, right? We're still waiting for uh, Jerry Nadler had a court battle for someone to testify mm-hmm. uh, in, in the hearings that he's holding in the, judi- in, the judi- in the Judiciary Committee, excuse me. But now it's like the, the shift is like, look, we're not even gonna play this long protracted game. We are just gonna use this as evidence of obstruction, make it be an article of impeachment that, w- that we vote on. And I think that's a be- the better strategy. The other thing they can do is they can ho- start holding these Trump officials uh, in contempt, Right. Of Congress. And they can actually find them or arrest them. Right. And I think that if Trump is going to continue to go out there and break the law in broad daylight and call on foreign governments to interfere in our election, I think it is fair game for Democrats to use their inherent contempt powers. They haven't been used in 100 years. Uh, What do you say to that, Sean?
1: Yeah, look, one, I'm a huge fan of Congressman Schiff, and I think we are so lucky to have such an intelligent, patriotic public servant in that chair right now when we need him most. Agreed. So, uh, I think I think Congress should use every single tool in their toolbox to hold the administration accountable. Um, and I do support inherent contempt. Um, I imagine fines might start first. You know, the, the problem with uh, the Sergeant of Arms approach is uh, it it would be quite a dramatic showdown if the sergeant of arms tries to arrest the secretary of state or the uh, treasury secretary, because let's just remember they have a security detail uh, and we would have a, that would be a pretty tense moment in our democracy. So I I don't know if I want to rush to that point or not, but I think that they're, they're not above the law. Um, We need some Republicans to back up congressman Schiff and his, and his demands for the truth. Um, But, but 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 don't you think this is all
0: kind of heading for a tense showdown? I mean, when we have Trump, Blatantly calling on Russia and and Ukraine to interfere in the election and just committing a crime in broad daylight. I mean, this is what we're up against. So we might have to take that bold step of, like you said, maybe start finding them first. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you can hold them holding them in contempt. You can either find them or you can actually arrest them.
1: yeah, no, I think I think that's right. And, you know, there's only there's only one person that I've seen in our country so far who's been tweeting about a civil war. And that's that's the president. Exactly. So, you know, I think I think well. what the rest of us sane Americans want is is a restoration of the rule of law is a respect for our Constitution. And that's going to require Democrats to to stand up and fight and demand it. But but how how scary is it? How frightening that I think it was a Sunday night. I glance at my phone and I'm getting ready to go to bed with my husband. And uh, and what do I see is uh the president threatening a civil war yep. if he's impeached. I mean, what, 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 what a moment in history we're living.
0: Well, and it, it, but it speaks to you know. What's interesting is I'm so glad you brought this up because <laughs> we live in a time where you have the president of the United States threatening a civil war, right? Yet they'll he'll turn around and the Republicans will turn around and say that the left is the one who's violent. Mm-hmm. While 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 he's tweeting about civil wars, we're tweeting about our impeachment parties and what we're going to wear to the impeachment party. Like one side wants to celebrate our democracy after we get the biggest threat we've ever had to it out of office. And the other side is calling for a civil war. Like, I think it's pretty clear which side is violent. (laughs)
1: yeah and and, and, you know and i think i think donald trump sort of treats all of this as a game and it's a game where he just wants to win and it's it's not a game right this is our country and
0: and not win but not win for america he wants to win win for himself himself. he wants a personal win
1: yeah yeah absolutely i mean the the only ideology he has is cronyism and what and what supports him but like look i i have a two-year-old son at home Uh i i am i am a scared for his future and right. for the future of all Americans who yeah. are his age. And like what, what are we gonna what are we gonna leave these kids? And right. uh, I, I don't want it to be a civil war to be to to be frank. I want it to be, you know, a strong democracy. And that that's what's at stake right now. So I you know, I understand most Americans are busy, they're dealing with their families, they're going to work, they're going to school, they're yep. they're you know, they they can't spend all day staring at Twitter or advocating or they can't spend all day organizing around impeachment. Yep. But everyone needs to take five minutes. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to take five minutes to speak up and protect our democracy right now? Because I don't I don't care what you think the most important issue is in our country. We're not going to get anything done on climate change or drug pricing or um, uh, immigration unless we restore our democracy, remove the criminal from the White House um, and, you know, get back to some kind of regular order. So we should all care about this.
0: Well said. And uh, speaking of taking five minutes to protect our democracy, uh, let's talk now about what uh, actions that people can take through Stand Up America? I know they can just text something very simply, right? And then they'll get all the instructions on their phone. What, what can people text?
1: So it's super easy. If folks text, text the word impeach to 21333, impeach to 21333, we connect them directly to their representative. They get talking points. Um, it just takes two to three minutes. I encourage them to do that. If folks are fired up about election security, they can text protect to 21333 and they can also check out our website which is com, or our twitter Stand up america where we have a bunch of other resources and other ways folks can take action and, and right now we're in um the congressional recess, so we've partnered. Stand Up America has partnered with Indivisible and Move On and others, and we are doing events across the country uh, to demand uh, swift action on impeachment. Um, and uh, And folks can learn more about that on our website as well. It's an, an impeach now campaign over the next two weeks.
0: Amazing, and that's just at standupamerica dot com.
1: Yeah, folks can learn can learn about everything there. That's Sweet. amazing. Awesome!
0: Gosh. Gosh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been an awesome podcast. Yeah. Is there any kind of parting thoughts that you want to give our listeners?
1: No, I mean, look, thanks. Thanks for what you guys are doing and keeping people engaged and fired and amped up. And um, Mm -hmm. this, this is a huge huge moment. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, really heartened that we've had over 125,000 phone calls to Congress, but we literally need a million phone calls to Congress. And we need people to show up at these events, because that's what's going to make the difference. That's what could get 20 Republican senators
0: on board. Absolutely. Well, there was a there was a bunch of uh, people protesting outside of Lindsey Graham's office yesterday. I don't know if you saw the picture, but that made that like warmed my little heart. <laughs> that warmed my little gay resistance heart to see. Yeah, you know, more like, of that. More we, of that. We, we need that. I mean, this is our moment. You know, I think that when Pelosi said that, you know, this moment has found us, mm-hmm. you know, this is about upholding the rule of law. You know, like you said, you have a two-year-old little boy. Like, my sister is is going to have a baby next year. And it's like, what kind of a country do we want to leave the next generation? Do we want to leave a country that that's heading towards becoming a corrupt authoritarian government or do we want to leave a, you know, leave them a country that's a free democracy? I mean, this really is a battle for the soul of America. And, yep. uh, you know, I'm just, look, I'm heartened to see our democratic leaders fighting now with the urgency and intensity that this moment requires, because I think that, you know, look, leadership starts from the top down and to see our leaders, you know, to see Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff, and Maxine Waters and AOC and I mean, they are fighting, you know, and that's going to inspire more of us and empower more of us to fight for our democracy, because this democracy belongs to us. But if we don't fight for it, then it's going to belong to the people who are being corrupt to try to take it over. Right. And that's Donald Trump, his cronies and the Republican Party. And so like, this is our moment. Yep.
1: Yeah, no, this is our moment, and finally, Democrats are stepping up and doing their jobs. And I, I just hope there's some Republicans going to bed at bed at night thinking about how now twenty twenty Republican senators could change the course of American history yep. and global history, and that's yep. where we're at. And, and uh, I hope they're taking that seriously.
0: And twenty, you know, twenty. It seems like a high number, but remember, courage is contagious. Mm-hmm. So when it all, it takes is one or two of them to kind of come together you know, and start talking. And as they see, like you said earlier in the podcast, the facts are damning. I mean, the facts show that Trump solicited Ukraine to interfere in our democracy, period, end of story, right? That's yep. an abuse of power and an impeachable offense. So I just think if we keep, you know, Trump is going to use his gaslighting and use his propaganda. That's just what he does. As, as long as we keep pushing the facts and pushing the truth, we have the truth on our side, we have the law on our side, and we have the Constitution of the United States yep. on our side. As long as we keep pushing that, I think we're going to be okay. You know, and I think that we will get these Republicans to stand up when they need to. And if not, look, if these Republicans, I want to get them on record. Mm -hmm. I think I just, I mean, I think that's important to get them on record. And if they want to vote to protect this criminal, let them go down in history with him. Because we'll use that in every campaign ad in 2020, that they voted to protect a criminal who is shredding our constitution.
1: Yeah. Well, I I absolutely agree. And I just I think this is a moment for every American. Make a call. Send an email. Send a tweet. Show up an event. Take five minutes if you can or take five hours if you can, uh, because it really could make the difference. You know, I think we've seen in the last two years, grassroots activism matters. Resistance matters. Being an active citizen matters. This is this is real stuff. So I I just appreciate everyone out there who's speaking up.
0: Awesome. And we hey, thanks for taking the time to call into the podcast. And uh, we will tweet this out later today.
1: Cool. Thank you guys. All right.
0: yep. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, that was, uh, he's uh, he's awesome. He really is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to have people like Stand Up America. Absolutely. They're on our side and they're working hard. Yes. And they need our help. And before we close out the show, yep. of course, I got to tell you about Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a godsend. Because even with all this going on, we got to take a second for our vanity. Well, yes. You know, And plus, it matters. I get up at uh, stupid o'clock in the morning. and You so get up at like three, right? To come two, on the Stephanie Miller show. Two, oh, my goodness. I know. I know. And you wake up with those bags on your eyes. Totally. Yes. yes but thanks to the Plexiderm, gone. Gone. Uh, so go to tryplexiderm.com and use our code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's a bargoon. That's right. Tr- 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code sexyliberal. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit tryplexiderm.com today and use code sexyliberal at checkout. That's tryplexiderm.com. Yeah. So that does awesome. it. Thanks you thank you for listening to another episode of Amped Up with Proud Resister. Yeah, how do we uh, get in touch with you? You can uh, go to my uh, Twitter account at Proud yep. Text the hashtag amped up. Yep. And uh, also go to Sexy Liberal, and you can hear all the other amazing podcasts by Stephanie Miller and Randy Rhodes. Oh, and yeah. John Fugelsheim and Frangela. And we're about ready to add one from Hal Sparks. Oh, and Hal Sparks. Oh, yeah. All right. Have a great day, everyone. And, and also text impeach to 21333. Hey, it's Stephanie Miller, America's original sexy liberal, if you don't count Miller Fillmore. Come join us for the Happy Hour podcast. You're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this sh- stain of a president in office. Well, join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy, uncensored ride through politics and pop culture. Pants optional.